Yo, traffic, traffic, looking for my chapstick, feeling kind of car sick. There's a Ford Maverick. See, that's a million dollar song right there. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Look how I'm living now. Police be tripping now. Yeah, this is America. Guns in my area. Live. We're live. Hello and welcome <laughs> to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. Hmm. You know, if mm. only we could be the Kelsey brothers, I think our podcast would do a lot better. If we were half as good looking as them, we would probably... We don't even do video. What does it matter? That's true. I think our voices are better. Have you ever listened? Have you listened to any of their podcasts? Just like clips on reels that show. It's not good. Really? I just... I don't... I, Is it all ob- football? Object? No. Oh, okay. But objectively, I just don't think either of them are particularly good communicators. And I don't know. I just don't really think they're... I don't know. The banter is the banter forced. Feel forced. Uh, I don't know if forced is the right word. It okay. feels like um, they try to be funny and then they kind of like each fake laugh. And so it's oh. just and they're not in the same place. That plays a huge part into I it. I think it does, too. Yeah. Not, you know, with knuckle draggers like Dimitri lives in Sandy. So it just it would. It ultimately just stopped because it's too hard, and we yeah. try to do it remote, and it's just not the same. Yeah, when you're hanging out, we, we would hang out and we'd drink whiskey and we'd knuckle drag and we'd say dumb shit to each other, mm-hmm. and the laughs were legit. Like you could make a, a joke, and it's funny because we're all in the same room, we're all in on the joke. But when you're over a screen, and mm. <sighs> so yeah. that's what I think. Maybe they're actually great communicators. They're just playing devil's advocate here for uh mr swift maybe maybe they are um but <laughs> i was told that the people i listen to the the politics podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh you know those those people uh they need she said my people need a better uh spokesperson because mm. she said one of the main people i listen to yeah. looks like he smells bad okay um, and other people is that, is that what's wrong with us too we might i might just really reek or maybe you know i get the critique from somebody else similar to where you're getting these critiques mm. okay. <laughs> about we, uh, we need to have a little more of a social media presence and they're not wrong they're not wrong they're not wrong and that's why episode 300 is next week I believe that is correct. If my Jesus. if my ability to do math is correct, Thir- uh, two hundred ninety nine plus one does that equal three hundred? <laughs> I think so. Okay, so I think yeah, at least going to start bringing to film some because we were doing more reels and I was creating content from the sessions. Mm-hmm. And there's some good moments in these last few episodes that we that I thought would be fun to capture that we haven't captured and. You're gonna, we're gonna want to film next week. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, I got some visuals for the show. All right. And you know, I'm not gonna post the whole episode because nobody fucking watches. So I'll create reels from it though. Okay. Uh, I want to try to arrange it so that hopefully this can work out. This is my plan, but I would like to. I'll talk to Kylie. I got plans. I got big plans. All right. <laughs> got big big plans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got some. I got something, and it's not even my plan. This was all Jen's idea. So okay, I'm excited. Right. Uh, episode uh, two, one hundred or two hundred was really episode two hundred was uh, the we the we thing, and episode one hundred was cool because we had people call in and stuff. Yeah, so. yeah, we had everybody do well, the voice. Every messages. centennial mark, it's a big thing. So. I mean, I think it should be. That's a lot of episodes. It is, and you know, those who have listened consistently. And regularly, like we we see that we know mm-hmm. that, and it's awesome. And there are people out there who have to listen regularly because we have like we we still have a a set base. Yeah, like, like there is might a waiver, but there, that, there, there is yeah. a floor that it doesn't go below. Right, and 
to and I don't know I don't think if you and, if you and I were to pull together everybody that <laughs> yes. we know who say they listen yes. we wouldn't get to that floor no. so it's interesting to me yes. who is out there yeah. please reach out I no, would love No don't don't you fucking talk to me <laughs> All right all right just kidding. <laughs> Don't talk to Jeff, but I would love yeah. to know who you are. Who are you? Um, but that's a great point, and I've thought about that because sometimes, you know, it's just cons- sometimes it'll be consistent. I'm like, I don't know this many people. Mm-hmm. Who is this? Yeah. That's a great point. Well, thank you for listening, and this is episode 299. This is our last show. Yeah. It, it didn't really dawn on me that we've done this. Like, I, I, I think it's just such a part of our normal routine because we've yeah. never we've, – we've used – other media like uh we've used other um recordings like to the republic to fill in oh, in yeah, the past yeah. but we've never and we weren't and then we started we counted those as to the as say what you mean episodes before, yeah at one point and then we stopped <laughs> doing yeah. that so um but i had someone on my flag football team that i went and subbed back with yeah um, and he, w- he was talking to me, and he's because I hadn't seen him in like six months. But this is a person I've known for, you know, 10 years, but only through the context of flag football. I've never yeah. done anything else outside of flag That's football wild. with this person. But, yeah. uh, and he asked me, he's like, hey, are you still doing your podcast? And I was like, yeah, man. He's like, how many episodes are you at now? And I was like, 300. And I, I was like, 300. Yeah. And he was like shocked yeah. that uh, he's like, wow, that is a lot of episodes. And then when you really take a step back and think about it as at a, you know, 20,000 foot level. Yeah. 300. That's like, you know, we, uh, we average probably an hour and oh, yeah. an hour and 15 minutes. An it to time. That's, you know, that's probably 400 hours yeah. at least at of, least. of, uh, of, uh, uh, airtime. You've yeah. heard of us bloviating. Yes. So. Yeah. And then it's been fun that, like, now that we're just reminiscing, I like that 200 was a Wii and you playing the Wii for the first time. And then a little, uh, that's, you know, uh, say say what they mean or whatever we mm-hmm. played at the end of it. Um, yeah, I want to try to, I've got some ideas for the future. Um, you know, we've had some big plans that have always constantly been pushed, whether it's Jeff tearing his meniscus or Jeff getting his gallbladder <laughs> removed or Jeff constantly ruining plans because he's physically a mess. But I think I think I've got some ideas. I think 300 is gonna. I don't know. I have one idea from 300 that came from Jen, and I'm gonna try to you know mm. put together some other pieces that I think will be fun. But I would really like to get a guest for 300. Oh. I would really like to get a, a bro to come and be. Can he come dressed up as a Spartan? I fucking hate you. What? I fucking hate did I you. guess part of it? That's exactly what I was gonna do. Oh really? <laughs> Damn it. I hate you. I'm not doing it now. You kept saying 300 too often. <laughs> and, and it just sparked. I hate you, dude. My brain, my brain works too God much with uh, damn it. My brain makes connections too quickly. I was like, Jen, what do I do for 300? She's like, you should dress up as a Spartan. And I was like, that's fucking genius. I'm going to do that. You think if I order this Spartan costume on Amazon and just leave the tags on and return it, they'll take it back? She's like, yeah, Jake won't care if you're wearing the tags. And I'm like, I'm doing it. I they hate return you. everything. I hate you. I returned this, the suit jacket I bought for my grandpa's funeral. Did you? <laughs> That's genius. I love it. But I kept, to, I uh, Dimitri listens. I'd love to have Dimitri on again. Mm-hmm. Um, that'd be fun. Jesse would be fun, but he would never do it, I don't think. But he would be fun to get on, I think. Geezy? Yeah. Yeah. I, think I don't know. Just like uh, someone that we both mingle with. I would love I to get Osborne fun. down here, but he would have to get... Jesse? Yeah. Oh, that would be Well, I'd love awesome. to get the twins, but that'd be impossible. That would be impossible. But Jesse is regularly here. Not regularly, but regular enough because his daughter goes to the university in Portland. Hmm. So... The next I, time he's in town, he We know to you're listening. You have an open invite. You don't even have to talk politics. We could talk... You could talk football with Jake... You can talk anything you want. It's the floor he is hunts, yours. I think he fishes every single time. Yeah, I know he. Fi- I know he yeah. goes fishing. Yeah, uh, I know every single time we've had somebody on, we've basically told them like, "Hey, floor is yours, man." Whatever Any you want to talk anyone about. wanted to come on? Not anyone. Not fucking Connor ever again. But anyone else? Absolutely. <laughs> Was he on once or twice? I think twice. I feel like twice. Twice. Um, maybe Alex. I don't know. Let's just mix it up a little bit. Maybe not for 300, but I don't know. Maybe for 300. Maybe for 300. Maybe for half of 300. We just change it up like we did last time for 200. Yeah. So there is some big news that I think we need to get to. Um, I know that 
I don't know if Big you've been news. itching to get to it, but I've like really been trying to like I've been dying about this. Wow, what is it? The bringing in and out to Ridgefield. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh yeah, that sucks. You know what? That's what CJ said. Fuck you both. I will do worse things than sit in traffic for uh, in and out burger. No, this the traffic that I'm. I will do about. worse things for an in and out burger than sit in traffic. I believe you. <laughs> I will punch but a it's child. All, but there's not. You're not going to in and out burger every day. Who is it? Uh, you. <laughs> I. I'd hope for your health. You're not going to go to in and out burger every day. Their fries are trash, but their burgers are so good. Never been there. Really? Never been there. Fries are not good. Burgers are solid, though. But you don't like anything decent about a burger. Like the f- the fresh tomatoes and lettuce and onions. I mean, are you, are you telling me just a solid patty? A patty and a bun? A patty, may- mayo, mustard, and, and melted cheese? That yeah. is a, that's a damn good meal, dude. No. That is really solid. But I've gone to Five Guys. Dude. Five guys I could do that with. You get the two you get the two um Well because their their shit's so greasy yeah. that if you get if you get the the, the veggies, yeah. they're so it just waters everything. Yeah. yeah, I don't like that. That's why I if I my dream I do like five guys, but my dream would be in and out burger with five guy fries. Oh god no. I know you don't like them. We've five been over guy, this. I know. Five guy fries are the best. Are, are, You're right. Are, You're right. They're the absolute best. Thank you. You might as well just take a shit in a bag. <laughs> I've never done that. I know you have. Oh, what? Shit in a bag? And then put it on someone's no. step. Jesse's brother shit in a bag. Oh, I And got... then we lit it on someone's doorstep. Got it. I don't poop in bags, Jake. <laughs> I just on the side You're of the street. Too high, you're too high class for that. <laughs> Behind a bar in a panic shit when I'm driving home from a Thanksgiving dinner. Mm. That's where I poop. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 uh, I poop outside of the, uh, the now defunct burrito house in Delta Park. Defunct burrito. Oh, yeah, for sure. Coming home from Dude, my bachelor party. I stopped at that gas station. Uh, where? Oh, uh, we went to the PIR. Oh, Christmas you, lights. You, you. Yeah, and we were low. Remember I told you we left the yeah. drive early, mm-hmm. and that's where we stopped to get gas? Because you, you, you wasted all your gas uh, hightailing it out of there. Yeah, and everyone honking at me, cutting me off. But Revving your engine. Dude, That was that's a terrifying area. It is. It it truly is. That's why the uh, Elmer's closed, because they. Oh, I like Elmer's. Yeah, I think Elmer's is better than Sherry's. Agreed. Yeah, Cheyenne's obsessed with Elmer's. She always wants to go to Elmer's. That's like her spot. The only thing about Sherry's that is good is their Cuban sandwich. What about their pies? But you can get a better Cuban sandwich. Are they known for their pies? I I think they're just known for their pies because you can order pie at like two a.m. Mm. and every stoner and every like party person who partied in their early 20s could always go to sherry's because they're open 24 hours a that day was definitely so, a thing so you just have a um so you, I, would, you spend a lot of time there i spent a lot of time at sherry's when yeah. i was right out of high school yeah because i was like the only place we could go in vancouver so weird that you which one did you go to down we all i was it's now closed but the one up in the heights uh on andre like if you're heading up uh uh mill plane and almost to andreessen it okay. was up there okay no plane almost tuned. Oh, I feel like I'm over where that like little mall shopping space is. Like, uh, yeah. Is it on Mill Plane? Yeah, it's oh, on okay. Mill Plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it's past Andreessen. It's past oh, Andreessen. Oh, I feel like I know. On the, the left building side? building is still there. It's just closed. On the left side? Yeah. yeah. So it used to be in, it's, uh, it's in the shopping mm, mall mm-hmm, on the mm-hmm. left-hand side. There's yeah. like a Starbucks there and like a grocery outlet, I think, maybe. Okay, that sounds good. Right. Anyway, yeah. Sherry's, dude. Anyways, in and out coming to the hood. Uh, right sh- there. I, we don't. Richfield does not. Ha- where in Richfield? Okay. So On you, Pioneer. I don't know what the roads are called. Well, I know Pioneer G- is I the know junction. Buildings. It's, it's the next. It's the next exit. It is the not the not battleground, the battleground exit. but the next. Yeah, exit. that's that's Pioneer Street. So Pioneer, you go left, and you know how they developed. They developed the research. What is that place called? The grocery store right there. Oh, um, starts with an R. Like, yeah. yeah. And then Taco Bell and everything over yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, when you're driving out towards that, on the right is now all this new development. Like, they're tilling up the ground and stuff right there to the, on the right side. 
They're putting a Costco there too. Richfield ain't what it used to be, man. <laughs> it's going to be crazy, dude. <laughs> They're putting a McDonald's and In N Out, uh, YMCA, uh, Costco, and something else. That's sad, man. That's zoning, dude. You can't have the development of populations, the increase of populations without having these. I didn't want the increased population. You brought two kids into this world, Jacob. They're natives. (laughs) They have to build a Costco because you had two kids. They had to build a Costco (laughs) because everybody came up here from California because it was too expensive down there. They could buy land up here cheap. Think Think about that. Yeah. What is astronomically expensive for us is mm-hmm. cheap for them. Think about the cost of living in, like, well, yeah, it's a in South in Carolina, Carolina. and we're like, we can't afford to buy a house for sure. And they're like, dude, that is cheap. I'm going to buy investment. It's so cheap. I'm going to buy buy investment properties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, I'm telling you, Jake. You know what I started doing for dessert? I started started dub- getting into a little bit dabbling into PB and J's. <laughs> I ate an Eggo waffle without syrup the other day. Dang. Just popped it, in the, popped it in the toaster. That is poverty. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, dude. Well, I mean, I don't want to dive into, unless you want to, unless you have a lot to say, because you almost called an emergency podcast last night. Is there anything else you want to touch on before maybe more important things? Like that guy who just was working for the State Department and just pleaded guilty to being a spy for cuba oh no i didn't catch this yeah i did he was the ambassador for bolivia and just was was being charged for uh espionage and first pleaded not guilty but then pleaded guilty to spying for cuba that's your people dog that's wild <laughs> well and he was the ambassador mm-hmm. for so bolivia i think he said that's a political appointee i wonder mm-hmm. who originally appointed him not sure. Hmm. Interesting. I want to go read about that. That's, yeah, uh, that's I thought wild. you'd find that was interesting. Yeah, I mean, uh, it seems to be a whole lot of uh, espionage going along, going around. Yeah, that whole rush. The 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 guy and the guy that was the the confidential informant mm-hmm. who uh, was the key witness in the House impeachment inquiry oh, yes. into Biden turns out. He was full of shit the entire time, got all of his information from Russian intelligence, yeah. and is now arrested for uh, giving FBI fake information. you think that would deter the Republicans in the House from uh, continuing their sham impeachment inquiry because they're st- the person they said is their star witness. The linchpin of their entire investigation is what they called this guy. Mm-hmm. Turns out he was just a, a, a Russian paid asset. Dude. So... Um, no, but they're not going to give it up. The because... amount of like foreign assets that are possibly out there, I don't even want to imagine it. I, f- I feel like they've got to be everywhere. Anyone can be bought. And I feel like a nation state would have the funds to make that happen. Oh, yeah. I, Russia has has made it their foreign policy. Like, that is their... That has been their all the use of their intelligence and military funding has essentially gone to disinformation campaigns, yeah. spying, trying to infiltrate and social influence. social yeah. in social moves like um, infiltrate and radicalize grassroots movements in host in host countries and spread disinformation yeah that way through using uh these free con- like these countries free institution like yeah. free and open institutions to spread pro-russian propaganda or propaganda that would lead to the election of people who have pro-russian stances yeah whether those people are willing assets of russia or they hold um dangerous pro-russian or pro or at least russian neutral stances like making america united like making the united states an isolationist country Mm -hmm. bingo it's so it seems to be working pretty well because one of the parties one of the two major parties seems pretty hell-bent on doing on at least serving up a win for russia and eastern europe I want to get to something that I've kind of been mulling over in my brain a little bit, and that is this trust in government. 
what are your thoughts on the public trust of gov of the United States government more specifically? Well, my own personal or how do I think the public thinks about it? Maybe a little both. Okay. Well, I think the I think as long as I have been tracking this particular poll yeah. question is how do you feel about the direction of the country? Which yeah. I get is kind of a loaded question and can probably be pretty subjective. Absolutely. Um, but the fact <clears throat> since Obama was... Ele- I started tracking this when Obama, I think, was elected in 20, 2008. Right. I don't think that that aggr- that poll aggregate on Real Clear Politics... So Real Clear Politics, for those of you who don't mm-hmm. know, is a site that does poll aggregation. So they take all of the polls and then they just basically give out a real clear politics average so mm-hmm. um they'll you know there'll be 50 polls that ask the you know a question or a similar question to how do you feel about the direction of the country and they'll take you know it, it is it um you know the 32 percent or 50 percent feel like you know the country's on the right track that number as far as i can tell as far as i can remember has mm-hmm. not not gotten above about 35 percent since oh, wow. 2008 so i don't what about prior? Do you have any data for prior? Uh, I don't remember. I, okay. I would have to go look it up because sure. I don't remember I'm seeing interested. it. But I don't think I, I have never personally seen that. And that, that, that poll, anytime you go to Real, Real Clear Politics, that average is always like front and center. So anytime yeah. I go to Real Clear Politics to take a look at the polls, <laughs> I see it and I check the polls often. Yeah. And I have checked the polls often since 2008 because I'm a political masochist. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 uh, in, Congress has never had, like, I think Congress's approval rating hasn't been above 30% as long as I can remember. Yeah. Um, you know, it's shocking to see a president above 50% at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just nobody seems to like anything that's what's going on. Yeah. I, think, I think a recent poll had the Supreme Court's, the faith in the Supreme Court at a below 20%, which is like an all-time low for the court, Yeah, what I read. So, yeah. I mean, so much of this is, you know, who are they polling, who are right, they talking right. to, but um, in the direction of the country is probably going to very differ on who is currently in office. Yeah, for sure. So. I was just wondering and kind of, I don't know, it sounds so... Mm, what's the term when you're just focused on the negative? <laughs> what is the term? I can't think of it. But pessimistic. It just, pessimistic. There you go. It feels just so pessimistic. But you know, I was kind of telling you this a little bit. Like I hear people, other podcasts I listen to, and other people on social media, and I was I was desperately trying to find stories. That's how I stumbled upon the ambassador of Bolivia spying for Cuba was because I was trying to find the dumbest shit to bring into this room to just try to bring it up just to fuck with you and see how you were like, why is he talking to me about this? And I was just going to try to just (laughs) paint you into like trying to give an opinion on like, I don't know, something so dumb like, the the cast of Married at First Sight from Australia doing this and this and what do you think of that and you're you know like what the fuck is he asking me I was really desperately trying to find any sort of like pop culture news mm-hmm. that neither of us would really give a shit about but then kind of kind of putting you in front of you and forcing you to give an opinion on because it is ridiculous and I had this conversation with you today at lunch a little bit of like and we've we've touched on it a little bit throughout the last few weeks, maybe even month, but it month months um but it's this idea of feeling like uh, am I fucking crazy hmm. am I crazy am I uh, you know I can't stop I'm not to the level of panic that Jake is constantly nightly, but i i I'm constantly being like finding a new revelation in on what what Trump has said or what the Republicans are doing and I'm fucking floored and I'm like how is nobody burning shit down like in protest like we are just allowing this and then you know I I told you about a 50 year old guy that I listened to it as a podcast and he's like you know he's you know lived through the 70s and 80s and he's talking about like seeing the news now the shit is unbelievable to him and it's like hold on you've lived this whole life for 50 years and now like it's what what is happening now is shocking you to a level that you've never been before Mm -hmm. and so it kind of reaffirms my insanity a little bit but 
I am just, I wish, I wish, I don't want to and I don't wish. Honestly, Jake, your voice in my head always brings me back to like, I told you that the apathy and anarchy in me is rising. Because that's where I stem from. I was a punk rock skater. Fuck the government. Fuck authority. I'll do what I want. I'm going to just be my own dude. And nobody can tell me what to do. And then I learned some things. <laughs> and then it, I'm just like, I feel so apathetic. Like, how the fuck does nobody care about this? And how are we just letting this happen? How are all of these Supreme Court justices just getting paid off to do fucking thing, whatever yeah, they that's, want? That's the wild. That's the craziest thing. How is this just but happening? There, there isn't any. The thing is, there is no mechanism to hold them accountable. That's the frustrating thing. I've got thoughts that I cannot say on here. <laughs> But I just I'm I am I am just I think I think other than catching one of them literally like in the act of a crime of an overt crime yeah. I don't think there is anything you could do to them to a Supreme Court justice I mean nothing uh, flight log steps in Island Donald Trump's on there we're just chill with that we're just yeah. chill with that and that's just a little sliver of the shit Donald Trump has been doing <laughs> and I just. I, I, I want I'm so many so many times, Jake. I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna put my head in the sand. I'm just gonna enjoy life. I'm just gonna enjoy it. But if I don't pay attention, how long is that enjoying going to last? And the 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 the, the point that Jake makes that always comes into my head is like I can't allow my children to live in a country that is destroyed by my generation and the current populace of the, the country i want them to have a future in the united states that they deserve and i'm like god damn you jake i just don't want to care <laughs> i don't want to i yeah. don't want to and i told you today and i never thought i would ever say this but listening to those clips and more clips you sent me down a mitt romney rabbit hole of like if he was running today against joe biden I would 100% consider voting for him. And that is not something I would ever thought I ever would have said. But he's making pragmatic points. And he's and he's talking about foreign policy. And he's talking about shit that I care about. Honestly, even just mentioning the fact that, aside from Donald Trump's policies, the quality of candidate is enough for me not to vote for him. And I'm like, and that, and that's yes! A, and that's a man who's been in Republican politics his whole life. Like the Romneys are a institution, like a family, like an institutionalized family around in the Republic. Like they're Republican royalty. Yeah. The Cheneys, the Bushes, the Romneys. Right. Every single one of them have staunchly come out against Trump and Trumpism. Yeah. And it doesn't seem to matter. Maybe it matters. Maybe it matters. There's no, there's nothing, Jake. There's nothing. There is nothing. We'll find out in November if it matters. That is the only thing that's going to stop him. That is the only thing that is going to stop him. And that means that I have to give up any, I don't have any fucking control anyways, but I have to give up any hope of our justice system doing yeah. its duty. Yeah. I have that, to give all uh, of that up. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the I think um, one of the podcasts I listen to on the Bulwark, which is filled with the Never Trump. It's it's a it's it's a Never Trump crowd. These are all Republicans um, from different areas of the party. Whether they were political advisors or they were people who worked in polling firms, they mm -hmm. were they, these these people. They're not like elected official Republicans, but they're long term conserv long term conservative people within the within the conservative movement and they've all jettisoned the party in favor of getting just making sure that trump never wins again bulwark is fantastic if you want to listen to them i highly recommend it <coughs> link me i will yeah, yeah i um and the they're they're kind of they're in the same vein as the Lincoln Project. But yeah. I think they're a little they're not as trolly as yeah. the Lincoln Project. Yeah. And I think they have a lot more a lot more thought-provoking conversations. Anyway. Sure. Uh, I will uh, say the trolling, mm -hmm. it digs at him. It does. He it, gets, the Lincoln he hates the Lincoln, it. The Lincoln Project is the perfect tool mm -hmm. for the anti-Trump movement. Yeah. They know how to hit Donald Trump in a way I think Democrats don't. They know how to fight in Republican politics mm -hmm. in a way that Democrats, I don't think, know how to. Yeah, right. And so, therefore, the Lincoln Project is... 
is so important yeah. to the defeating Trump yeah. like coalition. Yeah. Because that's what it is at this point. It is a wartime I view it as a wartime coalition. That's wild. I, I don't yeah. think how you can't see it in any other way. If yeah. you truly believe, as I do, that Donald Trump is a existential threat to American democracy, mm-hmm. that there is a better than not chance that we do not see America, the American Republic, in the same way, with the same rule of law, with the same checks and balances that we are accustomed to seeing, yeah. I, I truly believe that our we will i don't think the united states and by extension the world will recover from a second trump term will yeah. we continue to exist yes but i think the quality of life the safety security the security yeah. that has benefited all of us for our entire lives because right. we didn't have to fight for it the the safety and security that the the men who stormed the beaches in World War II to mm-hmm. beat tyranny, and then a re, then to and then to put in place a world order that upheld international norms, rule of law, to try to spread democracy not just at home but abroad. Mm-hmm. The fact that that is now under attack verbally under attack mm-hmm. by the leader of the republican party it's I, I you just have to view it as an existential threat yeah and anyway i i think what 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 he back to your point about i think to your overall point of like can you can we trust these institutions are we crazy like how do we and he in and, and, and feeling like we can't trust the justice system to do their duty we mm-hmm. can't trust the apoliticalness of the court because right. it just seems like there's these act there's not all actors but there's enough actors in these positions that if they have a chance they're going to they're going to act outside of their sworn civic duty yeah. and enter into the realm of politics and what one of the podcasters named Jonathan uh, last, mm-hmm. uh, he goes, he says, we have to remember is that we, we, he's like, conservatives always talk about institutions. We're all institutionalists. Yeah, right. We believe in institutions and we, but we, I think we have, we think of institutions as these, as these almost sentient things mm-hmm. when really institutions are just people. people. Yeah. And people have to, people who we entrust to be in those institutions as part of the ethics of a republic yeah you have to you have they have to be when confronted with real challenges yeah have to choose country yeah duty yeah their civic duty to not the party not a man but to the country Mm. and there seems to be too many people yeah. in these institutions that don't care about the institutions. They care about is it ideology. Is it money? Money, politics. I, I think any number uh, of things or, or a combination of things can, can be used to explain the actions of some of these people. Yeah. But I feel like that ultimately is what has eroded the faith in government. I feel, and this is a little bit of uh, patting myself on the back, but I feel motivated. I feel encouraged as an individual every day that I work the lobby. Hmm. Okay. We are dealing with citizens and non-citizens of this country who are looking to the federal government for help. And I always make it a point to try to give, I always give them the, I always try to get them to leave feeling more confident in the government, more hope in the government, more um, that we are competent at our jobs and that they can rely on us. I don't, I don't feel, you know, sometimes I'm just like, whoa, that was an interaction, but (laughs) That person would never know any personal judgment or uh, consideration that I would have about them Mm. because my interaction with them is always going to be encouraging, 
always looking out for their best interest, mm-hmm. always giving them the options that um, I would hope, not, not would hope, but always encouraging them or giving the information to allow them to choose some of the decisions that might most benefit them. You know what I mean? I'm always, and, and that feels good. It feels good to do that. But here I am sitting at this desk in this window representing the United States government. To me, there is a responsibility to that in my brain. It's different than working for a fucking trucking company and someone calls in their dick to me. I don't give a fuck you. I'll hang up. Mm-hmm. I would never do that in the government. Not only because I might get in trouble, but it's just like there's something there about wanting to pull trust from the public towards an institution or towards an agency. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that is the true mark of a civil servant. But I have that feeling, and I don't get paid. I don't get fucking billion-dollar cruise perks to go around the goddamn world. Yeah. And I don't get to go to Epstein Island. <laughs> <laughs> Call her out to Clarence Thomas. Yeah, like, I don't have a fucking motor coach. Like, Oh, call it an RV. He hates it. I know. I don't get an RV. <laughs> but... Fucking pretentious. But bastard. there's something there within me that I mean, maybe, maybe we all start at that place, and in, I guess enough time and enough. I, I mean, mm-hmm. you, 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 you watch the John Oliver thing, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Just the disdain for the wages that he was getting paid. Yeah. Like, it's not worth the the job's not worth it for the money. Yeah. I am We're just not paid enough. You're like, okay, you make a salary of two hundred at the time, two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. Yeah, it's a lot more than dude, like the majority of people. Somebody the- should kick that dude in the balls every day for three hundred sixty-five days, and then just say, <laughs> "Is it worth it?" Like, just like I worked in trucking, dude, and I use that as the barometer for where I work now. Mm-hmm. It was miserable. It sucked. I got motherfucked every day. I got disrespected. I got treated. My managers and supervisors were all dog shit. So, now I'm in a job. Right now, I currently make just a little bit more than I was making when I left to trucking. And I was a supervisor at trucking. But the job sucked. And I'm making as much as I was making then. But the quality of life and benefits that I get from the government are better. But also, there's pride in what I do. And that all encourages me to do the best job that I can do. So, to hear him say that shit, you're the fucking... You're a Supreme Court judge. Like, uh, you have a lifetime appointment. It breaks my brain. Like, you can't be fired. Think about that. Yeah. You you can't, you literally cannot be fired unless you are impeached, which would then take not just committing a high crime or misdemeanor, but legitimately having, then you would have to just. There would have to be enough people willing to do that yeah, yeah. in the institution that has to impeach you in order to impeach yeah. you. Like, uh, there is not a more insulated individual yeah. in our government than a supreme than one of those nine seats. Yeah, he's just a fucking sourpuss, dude. He's he just a, well, he as John Oliver pointed out, he just he wanted to be rich. Yeah, he's miserable. He always wanted to be a powerfully influential person. Yeah. And he is a powerfully influential person, but yeah. he doesn't get to live the lavish lifestyle mm. that he thinks he deserves. Mm. And I guess uh, you would think that somebody would vet that kind of belief from someone right. before putting them on the Supreme Just Court. That mentality, dude. Do these guys get like sit them with a therapist or something? You know, like you look, I'm not a huge, not a particularly f- a major fan of either of these two individuals because I think they both represented, I think, what was kind of wrong with the... I think they both kind of represented what was a little wrong with the court. They probably maybe were a little too political, mm-hmm. and they were definitely too radical, I think, to be um, honest brokers of constitutional law. Okay. Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Antonin Scalia. Okay. Those are two of the most polarizing figures that the court has ever seen on both sides of the political, okay. uh, both sides of the ideological legal spectrum. Okay. But I would, those people loved the fact that they got to 
they loved the job practicing law and they loved and they understood the levity of their position mm-hmm. and to interpret the constitution in a way that and you can maybe disagree with them about how they thought that the constitution should be interpreted sure. how that how government should then be formed based on you know whether the originalism or mm. more more of a radical progressive kind of loose interpretation of the US constitution but i would never question either of those two people's there's never there was never any instance in mm. either of those two people's time on the bench that they were compromised in any way yeah. that they had they had potential reasons for making decisions that had nothing to do with law. Yeah. And you cannot say that about the majority of the members of this current court. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's, it is just, it's so disheartening to, it's disheartening to, to think that there's, and there's nothing we can do that. This is fundamentally, there's nothing we can do. Yeah. There's just nothing we can do because the, our founders apparently just had no, they couldn't even, the, the, the people who who put so many guardrails couldn't even fathom the level of corruptness in our Supreme Court. Yeah. And I wonder if that, I mean, you know, reading in that Abraham book, like everybody was about stu- studying law. They all wanted to study law and practice law. So maybe there was, there was a different respect or different uh, view of law at the time, right? And maybe just doing it for the greater good of doing, of practicing law. Maybe, maybe I still think there's a lot of good federal judges out there. The three the three judge panel in the D.C. Circuit Court were amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, judge Pan, Judge Henderson, and Judge Childs. I, I I could see, especially Judge Pan, from what I've heard and people talk about her, would more if there was a Supreme Court seat that came up, she would be on the short list of getting the mm-hmm. of getting that seat. And and Henderson and Pan are very different a pan was an obama appointee and mm. um uh henderson was a george hw bush appointee mm-hmm. very different legal minds right but came together to answer the immunity claim wrote didn't write separate opinions mm-hmm. worked together to write a joint opinion all three of them together wow. resoundly dis- destroying the argument. The argument. And not just destroying the argument. They set the parameters to make sure he couldn't... They understood the levity of the moment. Mm-hmm. They understood what Donald Trump was trying to do, and they kept him from doing it. Because normally, on a D.C. Circuit Court opinion, usually on a, if a D.C. Circuit Court appeals panel rules against... They have the... The, the person they rule against has 90 days to appeal to the Supreme Court. Okay. You know Donald Trump would take all 90 of those days to then eventually file his appeal because it's not about winning on the merits. It's always been about delay. Yeah. They said, um, not only did they take the, when, uh, the, when Trump made his, his original appeal and it was denied by Donald, by the district court judge, uh, Tanya Chuck in the trial court, when, the appeal was taken to the appeals council. Jack Smith asked them, please take this on an expedited basis. And they did. They did it in two weeks, yeah. which is lightning speed for an appeals for an appeals court. And then when they made their ruling, they said, you only have 10 days to go to the Supreme Court. They truncated it and said, you got to, oh, if wow. you're going to do it, you've got to go now. Yeah. Just to have the Supreme Court be like, oh, well, you know, hold on. We've yeah. got to take our time with this. Yeah fundamental question and we want to make sure we are it's so elitist so it's one of two things with them with this it's either i hope you say what i'm thinking either they're they're corrupt and they're trying to usher they're trying to give a win to trump okay or two they are so enamored with their title and we are the supreme court we get to do what we want on our time frame and we're Mm -hmm. going to gaze into the legal crystal ball and write this beautiful language for all time yeah. to button up this issue that has never been talked about because it's just so blatantly obvious that no, a president doesn't have criminal immunity. Yeah. You can't try to illegally stay in power mm-hmm. 
and as president of the United States, try to circumvent an election and throw out the Constitution and not suffer consequences because you have the presidency. Yeah. As the three-judge circuit panel said in their ruling, <clears throat> why would the framers say that the one person whose they job... They never it, would. Who's, yeah, why they would... They never fucking would. No, of course they wouldn't. And the fact that you would vote, anybody would vote for a man who thinks that a president should have immunity, yeah, should be a person who should you should never like. How could you, as a con, as anybody, I don't care who you are, yeah. conservative, liberal, progressive, whatever, communist, <clears throat> how could you look at a person who's saying, "Oh, I should be above the law"? How do you think that that person should hold power? That's fucking terrifying. <laughs> that is terrifying. Like, the founders, avoiding a monarchy, would have never said that this person is insulated from any criminal charges. Yeah. In the Constitution, I mean, outside of all of the other parameters that they, the, the Constitution sets, which basically puts the parameters on what the government is and what it can do. Yeah. And, and defines the role of each of person. Each branch of the government and right. and there's all of these rules on article two and within article two there is this a clause called the take care clause which basically says that the president it is the president's duty to take care that the laws of the of the united states of america are um, upheld and administered fairly into like into the letter like okay. that is the that is the take care clause of the Constitution. And then the, the D.C. Circuit Court panel said in their in their ruling, why would the founders in why would the founders mm. give immunity to the one criminal immunity for of breaking laws to the one person whose job it is to uphold those laws. Yeah. It stands in stark contrast. Mm. There can't because Trump is trying to argue there's this implied immunity. Yeah. Because if there anything, because there is no implied. because in the 4500 words of the constitution there is nothing in the constitution that implies immunity of any kind. Right. So it's implied by not being there? Apparently. <sighs> That's how ridiculous, on its face, how ridiculous this is. It's got to be their own personal high horse, the way they view themselves. I, 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 for some reason, I don't know why I am, you know, I, I just admit, I told you, you know, I was a anti-authoritarian, anti-authority, like, but for some reason I feel like it's, it's better than that. They've got to be better than that. As far as being bought out or corrupt. And I, I hope, I guess maybe it's out of hope that it is just them being too full of them fucking selves. I, 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 I don't, I guess I don't know. I, I was, I don't going, know either. I was going, I was going through, I was going through it last night. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> the, uh, I, I, I legit yesterday I was at work when the news broke and I, I, I think I legitimately had a, a, a mental break. I, yeah. I got in my, I asked to leave early, got in my car, drove to the mall and just because I had to go pick up the kids out of which like the mall is like halfway to where I need to pick up the right. kids. I just pulled into the mall and cried and <laughs> I, I just sat in my car. Yeah. I didn't do anything. Yeah. And, but, but think, and did you drive the correct way. I did. Okay. Good. I did. I made sure I made There's sure to drive out the there. Way. I thought of you when I was, cause I was at the, I was right in front of the Jimmy John's. Yeah. So I was in that same area. Yeah. I did think of you. Just don't do it wrong, uh, dude. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I guess the, 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 the timetable on this is, um, uh, Donald Trump waited until, so the, the indictment was brought in July of last year. Yeah. And Trump waited until December to uh, Trump waited until December to bring this idea of immunity up mm -hmm. because it, once again, it's never about winning the merits. He doesn't think he has immunity. Yeah, he he no. may he no. may try to convince himself that he does. He he may now has have convinced himself 
that he has immunity. Yeah. But this was never a, an argument he thinks he can win yeah. um, in the courts. And the, the Supreme Court is not going to give him immunity. It's just that's just not what's going to happen. Nobody's thinking they're taking this case to give him immunity. If they're taking the case... If you're if you think they're a good if you if you thinking they're doing this in, in good faith, it's because they want to lay this issue to rest across all uh, all circuits, all jurisdictions that there is no immunity for criminal um, for criminal acts taken while in office. That's just for from now until the end of time, there is no in, immunity or implied immunity. That's just they're they're going to put this thing to bed forever. Okay, if you, if you think that, that that's the case, right? If they knew that, if they knew from the beginning that they were ultimately going to have to hear this, um, so when when Donald Trump um, and normally anytime there is um, there are stays uh, while it's going through the appeals process, the appeals process takes forever. Now this is an interlocutorial appeal, which is a rare form of appeal. We've talked about this, but yeah. it basically what it does is it allows uh, an appeal in the middle of the case. Cause most of the time um, appeals have to be done once there's been a, a verdict. Right. They need um, the answer to the question in order to move forward. in order they need it. They need this resolved in order for it to, to move forward. Right. So, um, initially the, the trial judge denied, denied it. And she wrote a, a long lengthy opinion about how it presidential immunity for criminal acts does not exist. So then he, uh, so Donald Trump, uh, appealed to the, um, circuit court and argued that the case should be stayed because that is precedent for interlocutorial appeals is that, uh, the all trial proceedings, uh, are stayed. Which makes sense because if you ultimately, why you shouldn't have to be burdened to go through a trial that you shouldn't have to go through. I get the principle of it. Mm-hmm. And, I, and fundamentally, I do agree with the principle. As much as ridiculous as this argument is, he does have the right to to appeal it, I guess. Um, uh, although there is longstanding Supreme Court precedent written by Antonin Scalia that basically says interlocutorial appeals that um, aren't explicitly, uh, that don't explicitly you can't explicitly find precedent for in the constitution shouldn't hold up corporate lower court proceedings. So the Supreme court is going against (laughs) past precedent of one of its most conservative justices, Mm -hmm. um, to ever hold the court. Ultimately his seat was stolen by Mitch McConnell and currently occupied by Neil Gorsuch. Um, that should be Merrick. It should be Merrick Garland's seat. Anyway, um, the uh, it went to the appeals court. Initially, Jack Smith filed a uh, a writ a, a a petition of certiorari to the Supreme Court, saying, "Supreme Court, you can take this, take it now, because ultimately you're going to have to hear this. This trial, it's in public interest that it goes before November because it deals with the person who is going to be running for power for the presidency." who's being charged with crimes while president for trying to overturn the results of election. The public has an interest in knowing if that person is guilty or not before they go and vote for that individual next November. Yeah. Well, the Supreme Court apparently didn't agree with the, the need for haste, so they denied cert. They didn't give a reason why. They just said cert denied. So um, then Jack Smith, at the same time he had filed the petition for cert to the Supreme Court, he filed a petition for expedited hearing uh, with the D.C. Circuit. The D.C. Circuit granted <clears throat> the um, the D.C. Circuit granted the uh, the expedited hearing schedule, much to the uh, beheft of Donald Trump, which if. <coughs> If you think you have a winning argument, if you think you're going to go to trial and be acquitted, you'd think you would want this all done quickly, right? right. It's not about he knows he's guilty. He just doesn't want to go to trial because if he gets elected president, he's just gonna he's just going to fire the special counsel, fire everybody at the DOJ, and dismiss the cases. Jesus, I mean Christ. that's 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 the stake. That's what another stake of this election is. Yeah. Will he ever be held accountable? Because if he is elected again, he just is going to dis- he's going to install somebody at the DOJ who's just going to dismiss the cases. Yeah. And that's one of the arguments that Jack Smith tried to make twice now to the Supreme Court. So after um, the, the the appeals court uh, denied it, um, it went to uh, they said you have ten days to. Um, to, to seek a, uh, a continued stay 
of the case to the Supreme Court and ask them to to um, grant you review of your case. Otherwise, this is going back to the trial court. You mm-hmm. have 10 days to do so. And if you uh, try to delay it further by going to the full DC circuit panel on bonk, which is the full 11 pan, which is the, would be technically the next step. Um, we're, we will not grant you your continuing say. Yeah. So okay. the, the ruling of cool. the DC circuit three judge panel yeah. said, if you try to do your normal, if you try to do the next step, yeah, which yeah. is to go to the on bonk review, we're yeah. not going to allow you to continue to stay the case. If you go to the on bonk instead of Supreme court, Supreme court, we're going to give it back to trial judge and proceedings are going to start again. So that took that extra delay tactic away oh, okay. from Donald Great. Trump. So he, he had to go straight to the Supreme court. Yeah. Um, he, he filed his motion to stay, uh, within two days. And this is, uh, John Roberts, who, who's the chief justice. He oversees the DC circuit. He, he gave Jack Smith a week to respond to Donald Trump's motion to stay the case. Um, Jack Smith filed it in less than 48 hours. Jesus. Trying to get this moving yeah. and saying the public has an interest. If please do not take like do not take this. The the DC you didn't take this back in December. Dude. The DC the DC panel has Imagine all, being that guy. Yeah. The DC he's like the DC <laughs> panel has written essentially a, the answer, a bulletproof the fucking answer. Uh, it's a unanimous decision. They're saying like normally when Supreme Court takes issues there is some sort of dissension yes. amongst the the circuit court panel like if this had been a 2-1 ruling i could right. see why the supreme court would want to um uh would want to um fix any any dissents that um a judge had in the dc but the dc circuit not only had did it not have multiple uh multiple affirmative positions because sometimes they could the judges could uh, the three judges on the panel could agree but agree for different reasons right. so then you get three different opinions and maybe that the, the supreme court would want to be like well we want to cohesive we want to make this cohesive because yeah. we're the supreme court and this is a fundamental issue this was a singular Argument. decision yeah. signed on by all three judges from three different ideology like elite ideological stances mm-hmm. like belief systems and in, in u.s legal law coming to a unanimous decision and he was like just adopt the circuit court decision that's what you wanted in the first place that's why you denied cert back in december and they sat on it yeah for three weeks they sat on it everybody was thinking okay well they're sitting on it because there has to be they're going to deny the stay and they're going to deny cert but there has but even within the denying of certiorari, there could be multiple justices that uh, dissent mm-hmm. uh, and want it to go to review. Mm-hmm. And so those justices are probably writing their dissent. That's the only real explanation explanation why it's taking so long. Because if they're going to grant cert, they would have done it probably immediately because they uh, the Supreme Court's weekly schedules every Friday, they get together and they review all of the cases for that came all of the cases that had petitions of certiorari to the Supreme Court, and then they do their their basically straw poll vote mm-hmm. amongst them. Okay, because it takes four justices to agree to take a case, mm-hmm. and it takes five justices to agree to lift a stay. Mm-hmm. And in order to lift a stay, you have to have five justices that not just only agree to take the case, but they have to agree that the 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 person filing the cert has a um a likelihood of overturning the lower court's decision. Jesus Christ. So they come out with, after three weeks, they release this two paragraph decision saying they're going to take the case, Yeah. but they're not going to take the case until April 22nd. Yeah. And they're keeping the stay in place. What does that mean? That means that no movement, no pre, no changing of exchanging of, uh, of uh, of evidentiary findings, mm-hmm. no pretrial motions, no jury selection can happen at the trial court until the Supreme Court hears oral argument, mm-hmm. gets the full briefing, and then writes their decision on this idea of immunity. Okay. So oral argument is going to take place the week of April 22nd. Yeah. Um, who knows when they decide to actually write yeah, this? Yeah, decision. So yeah. say it comes out in early June, um, 
then the trial and they and they ultimately do come to the same conclusion that any but any lay person can right. come to. Um, but they wrote it in such beautiful language. Uh, Tanya Chuckin has already she she promised she vocally promised that Donald Trump would have the defense would have seven months of preparation to go to trial when the there was 88 days left before trial because it, it was originally supposed to go to trial March 4th mm-hmm. there was supposed to be 88 days between there was 88 days left between when the the it was stayed mm-hmm. and when um it was supposed to go to trial right so thinking that she's you know 88 days from the time that it gets returned to her you know that's what two and a half months so if if we get if we get the supreme court decision back in you know mid early to mid june uh you're talking two months uh that's what um july maybe late august at best this was this was slated to be about a two and a half to three month trial so september october no elections november 5th are we really are is the judge is the trial judge going to be comfortable holding a criminal trial for the nominee is like we're going to be high he's going to be on trial while he's while people are voting right because early voting by mail starts in some states as early as labor day right so is that something that the courts are going to do I don't know. Is that something that we're comfortable with doing? Is that something you, then you got to worry about jury pollution? Mm-hmm. Are people on the jury who may think that he's guilty, but are uncomfortable put like finding him guilty and throwing him in prison while people are voting for him? Yeah. Like there's a lot of questions about there. So it may effectively by putting this sitting on it for three weeks, putting out such a delayed because they can move at whatever speed they want right when they when the supreme court ruled on bush v gore yeah they had they had full briefing oral argument and a decision within four days wow with the nixon tapes yeah. they had full briefing oral argument and a decision within two weeks apparently this case is maybe it's just they, they, quality it just, it just needs to ruminate maybe it's just quality of or, the justices or the fact that the guy who's uh standing the benefit appointed three of the justices yeah and the other two uh, seem to be paid for by every Republican mega donor. Yeah. Okay. All right. I guess I'm validated in my insanity. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason why everybody was shocked by this. Yeah. Like it. It was so disheartening to realize how quickly corruption has taken over yeah and i don't know if it's necessarily corruption because you could say well um if they really wanted to drag it out they could have dragged it out yeah um you know technically uh donald trump asked them to uphold the stay but he actually hadn't technically filed for cert with the supreme court so they could have just approved the stay and then and then ruminated more on when to grant cert or not, yeah. which would have driven out even more. But what they did was Jack Smith said in his filing, he said, if you have to take the case, please treat the defendant's request for stay as a petition for cert, grant cert, and then set a, a briefing, an expedited briefing schedule. Right. And some people are saying two, seven weeks is an expedited briefing schedule for a for the Supreme Court who mm-hmm. already has a bunch of other stuff on their dockets. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe cooler heads uh i've been listening to will prevail in my head of uh maybe will convince me that this isn't all just uh, some sort of uh long con game by yeah. republican uh republicans to try to uh, give trump the best possible chance to win again in november mm-hmm. uh, i do believe that fundamentally guys like kavanaugh alito thomas um they come from this belief that the presidency really should be a uh, should be a um, more of the prime like the 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 primal branch between the three. The um, I'm, I can't find the right word, Fuck but like that that's the the presidency. Um, Fuck it, that! It's it's this belief in the these Article Two yeah. pur- purists. Bill Barr is one of these people who yeah. like 
they've written these legal judgment. Kavanaugh is, has talked about this at length because he he was he's been in these in these Federalist Society circles where um, the president like the presidency in function really should be given preem- preeminence is the word I'm looking for. It should be the preeminent branch, mm-hmm. and I think that. In in Donald Trump, they see somebody who is willing to transform the presidency into some. They may not agree with the man or like the man, but right. they see him as a vehicle to ushering in the type of presidency that they want to see. Right. And so ideologically, that's that's fucking dangerous, and I think it's yeah. antithetical to the Constitution. It's yeah. antithetical to the Republic, but it it shows the danger of just. He put these. He put two of these people on the Supreme Court because he didn't know any fucking better. He just took the advice of the people who are in his ear. Are in his ear, and he surrounds himself with a bunch of honestly authoritarian leaning zealots. Yeah, and, and so like, on top of him just being a lazy imbecile, because <laughs> he truly is lazy. His coup yeah. attempt is about as lazy as it fucking comes. Yeah. <laughs> lazy imbecile That's he's a la- he's la- honestly he's lazy everything i've read and heard from his previous there's not a single ex-cabinet member of his that has endorsed him they're yeah. all out there sounding the alarm bell saying this guy is fucking dangerous yeah. john john bolton uh millie Barr. yeah just the list goes on all of these people who worked closely with him day in and day out on they stopped giving him uh they stopped giving him national security briefings because he didn't pay attention. So they just stopped giving it to him. Jesus. Every single morning, the president gets the daily national security brief. Halfway through his presidency, they just stopped bothering giving it to him because he was so focused on watching Fox News in the morning. So they just stopped caring. They stopped bringing him the daily brief oh. because he showed such a lack of interest in it. A lack of interest in national security. So they just stopped bringing it to him, and he just never asked about it. Because he, the dude cares more about Twitter likes and watching and how he's talked about on Fox News. That's the only thing he gives a fuck about, because the man is so vain and narcissistic. That's that when, is when, scary, When dude. Romney talks about the quality of the man, that is what he's talking that, On top of the grabbing him by the pussy and right. the the, uh, the Mexicans are all rapists and murderers. Yeah. On top of that, he just fundamentally cannot, and as Liz Cheney talks about this extensively, he cannot, he has no ability to put anything in front of himself. Right. And so how can you be president of the United States and not put country <laughs> before yourself? Yeah. He doesn't have... I mean, all presidents are narcissists. For sure. But all presidents... I, I would be great at that job. All presidents <laughs> have the ability... I think... But up till this point, all presidents have at least been able to see themselves in the role of the presidency right. and that the presidency is a role within the United... Within... America, what is yes. America? Yeah. With the role within the Republic. And Donald Trump just sees himself and how the position enriches himself and how the country enriches himself. Not just monetarily, but the grandiosity, yeah. the praise that is lavished on him for being the president of the United States. That's why he loves Putin. That's why yeah. he loves these other dictators because they know how to play him. They know how to, oh, Mr. Trump, you are so great, Mr. Trump. You have all of these, they have such a great golden toilet, Mr. Yeah. Trump. Like, he's such an easy... He eats mo- that shit up. He is such an easy mark. Yeah. He's a clown. He's a fucking clown, dude. Mm-hmm.